bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Monday. I hope you're all doing well. We survived the festive festival in America here that is Thanksgiving, and we're on the other side, and Christmas ahead. So... I've been thinking. That's the problem. I've been thinking. Well, you know, uh, setting up games for mysteries. Now, I know I harp on mysteries a lot because, one, I'm doing gangbusters, and two, I've got a philosophy about that because I think the mystery scenario or the mystery setup framework, whatever you want to call it, is universal and if you think about it, everything's a mystery. Even action, adventure, Indiana Jones type stuff, fantasy stuff like D&D, it's all a mystery because you're trying to solve a problem. And you've tried, you first you don't exactly know what the problem is, you may know some of it, but you've got to figure out what the, you're finding out the truth. That's what I'm trying to say. And we're going to talk more about that after this. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Okay, you've got your mystery, you've got your clues, you've got your NPCs. Now, to move the story along, I found that you have clues. Remember, remember I talked about frameworks where you, you have the entire story in front of you because you're the game master, but how do you dole it out in chunks? You use clues and secrets as as Sly Flourish, the lazy dungeon master, says. You use clues, secrets, and info. Well, me, believing in fluid information, distributes it amongst NPCs. And how, how shall I say this? The three-clue rule is valid on that. And as far as putting clues together... Clues are, to me, there's clues and then there's info. Because clues are static, info is fluid. Try to follow me on this one. Clues are something you find that give you part of a story, but it might point you in a direction where you get the rest of the story. So you have clues that may be linked to people and maybe not linked to people. Now, how does the game progress. How does the game master help the game progress? He helps it by diminishing NPCs. And what I mean by that is, I've noticed, I've watched a lot of murder mysteries, old murder mysteries, and even some on TV, some on TV too, that use, there's one or two different premises that they use, one of which is the law of diminishing NPCs. In other words, if it is a murder mystery, somebody's going to die. Maybe multiple people will die. 
And so this is how you do it. You get a clue that points you to a person who gives you some information. And then the PCs go off and examine something, some other area, talk to somebody else. They try to go back to that first person. He's dead because whoever did that killed him. And so that tells the PC something right there. It may, it may lead to another clue. If they find out, they come back and find out. Here's, here's what I always get a kick out of. I used to, it, it was funny because Becky used to, used to marathon things like Law & Order or Law & Order SVU or, or even like, uh, what is it, CSI Miami and all that. And one thing I always, I always, it's always predictable now. It's like if they go back to a guy they got info from, or even if there's a new person, sometimes they don't even get to them before they, they get croaked. And, but they find clues and stuff. But the point is, once they come up to wherever they are, the apartment, the office or whatever, and they knock on the door and they don't answer, but the door is open. Uh, immediately, it's like, okay, that guy's dead. Because if if the door is open, that guy's dead. Nobody's coming to the door to open the door. The guy's dead. I just thought it was hilarious because I saw so many shows like that. And movies were the same way. I've seen, and this is how you, this is how the GM gently pushes the narrative forward. What he's saying is you've got that piece of information that from that person. Now this person's going to be a casualty. This now this isn't always the case because there are some of them who survive, but not but like two thirds of them usually die because the killer or whoever gets to them. Now it it doesn't isn't even a murder mystery. But it could turn into a murder mystery. If if something is stolen and somebody's looking for something and the person who stole them stole it, if they're on their, the person's trail, how much, how far were they willing to go to keep whatever they have or protect their whatever or protect a secret? Even secrets can be this way. But the point is, you're gently pushing the plot forward because you talk to this one guy Okay, he told you to check this other person. This other person gives you some information. Okay, you got to go back to corroborate with the first guy. Well, the first guy just got killed. Okay, fine. You check out where he got killed. You find another clue. You see how this works? You start running out of people to talk to. I mean, you have to have a few of them around. You can't kill them all off, or maybe you could. I don't know. But usually, if you... If you have diminishing NPCs, that's going to push it more and more towards who done it, or what this mystery is, or why this is the way. You might stumble onto conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. There, that that's a good word. And there may be several people who don't watch it, and and you and after a while, and of course the bad guys, when they know you're on the trail, and you find somebody else. You know, you find the guy you talked to last time murdered. Okay, that sends a warning to you, but also it tells you that the perpetrator is after them because they're getting a little too close. So they will have attempts on their life, and this is where the action comes in in the story. Now, this is it doesn't matter if you're doing a gangbusters murder mystery or, a, or down in a D&D &D dungeon. 
It's the same thing. There are dungeons that are societies, their own little societies. It'll work that way. Or you can come out of the dungeon, go talk to the 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 um, the horse horse breeder over here. He gives you some. You go down the dungeon and find this other got this massacre and you find some clues. Okay, this has got his handwriting on it. Let's go back to him. Well, you can't. Somebody killed him. But if you look around his you look around his farm, around the area where he killed, you may find another scrap of information. You got to start people got to start putting two and two together. And that's the nature. To me that's the nature of role playing because like I said, everything's a mystery. Because it's a problem you're trying to solve, whether you're on a quest or just trying to figure out who stole the crown jewels. It's all a mystery. Life is a mystery. My life is solving problems. You're solving problems. And when it comes down to it, that's what you're doing. You're solving problems in a role-playing way. So think of it that way and think about the the theory of diminishing NPCs. I may come up with some more stuff about this. I'm going to keep repeatedly coming back to the murder mystery thing because, like I said here, everything's a mystery. So it always applies. I'll talk about other stuff too, I hope, and <laughs> if I can think of it. And I just wanted to show you a little little way of doing it because that's that's the way the mop flops, you know? I mean, you you decide what the clues are, what the NPCs are, to have the backstory. Hopefully, you have the whole backstory. Sometimes, if you're doing an impromptu game, you don't have time to. So keep it simple. You know, A killed B, and C is nowhere to be found. So you got to find C to find out where A is. In the meantime, A goes back and kills C. And there's clues throughout this, and. They keep getting, I mean, the, what I'm saying is the PCs keep getting the information, but they run out of the people to give it to them. That's why there's clues. That's why, that's why you keep the story here and you distribute the information amongst these NPCs because you never know that it may be somebody may get killed off early or the PCs may kill somebody off who had some info or something like that. you got to transfer it to another PC, NPC that you have. Say you have four NPCs in a story, okay? And four NPCs and say it's a murder mystery and the killer. The killer kills off one of them. Okay, that starts the whole thing. you got three other people to talk to, okay? Then you find some clues at the murder scene. So you go to talk to the other three. Well, I'd say two of them are going to die after you talk to them, or maybe before, like I said. It depends on how you want to run it. I'd have two of them die, and then the third one will be afraid for its life, for their life. And so they do something like ask PCs for help or protect themselves or however they leave town, whatever. And so you have to track him down to possibly save his life. All the time, the real killer is out there. So... Take for that what you will. I mean, I've been watching a lot of these like film noir detective dramas, and because I'm in the middle of gangbusters right now, so I use I use them as use as fodder. I use it as ideas, and I've been watching the Dick Tracy movies, the old Dick Tracy movies in the '40s. Very, very interesting. Very good, clean. Actually, they're pretty good mysteries. They're, I mean, you know who's doing? It. I mean, it's a pretty good. It's not quite a police procedural. But at the same, you know, because they give you character stuff and, you know, Dick's got to, you know, Dick and Tasser, all this and all this. But it's a good murder mystery with a solid villain. 
in front with each and one of them. So anyway, I recommend them, and uh, most of them are in the public domain, so you can find them on you know Internet Archive or YouTube. So I'm going to go start my day, and if you want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognard@gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail at Anchor. Or monetize so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, and Dan for supporting me. Don't forget Dan Craig's Jung Y-U-N-G Grognar podcast or Marcy Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear podcast right here on Anchor. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.